Hyundai has finally ripped off the iconic Range Rover at last. Or is it more of a Dungbox Defender clone? I can't decide. Look at that roof, dude. It's quite distinctive, isn't it? They're still calling it a Santa Fe, of course, but I think we could all see right through that. Hyundai's new Range Rover should be here in Shkaya inside one year. You can even sleep in the back when your wife kicks you out of the marital bed, takes the house, the bank accounts, the share portfolio, and then petitions the court for her half of your vestigial half. Don't look at me like that'll never happen, dude. You just don't know what you've missed out on yet. Details next. <laughs> Auto new cars, cheap, etc. Website. Uh, Shitsville only, obviously. Just look around out the window of the plane or something. Look for the country surrounded by shiny new offshore gas exploitation projects and then head towards the coal mines. Right next to that phalanx of politicians with their heads up the Ani of various fossil fuel donors. That's us. Hyundai announced its new Range Rover clone this week. And by Range Rover clone, I mean 2024 Santa Fe. That floating roof, by virtue of its blacked out glass and pillars, Shitra. that accented rearwards convergence of the roof and the sill, like, dude, where have I seen that before? I've seen me some naked rip-offs in my time, but this one is a real cake taker. It probably won't go poopy in its trousers quite as often as an authentic Range Rover, so that's disappointing if you're a masochist twat. No word yet on whether Solihull or perhaps even Mumbai will sue the South Koreans for failure to meet the ISO standard Range Rover minimum in trouser defecation thresholds and related trademark issues. Sanyap Lee, who signed off on the epic rangy design heist, said, I used to be a renegade. I used to fool around, but I couldn't take the punishment and had to settle down. Now I'm playing it real straight, and yes, I cut my hair. You might think I'm crazy, but I don't even care, because I can tell what's going on. It's hip to be square. I think that was Yuppo, as he's <laughs> never actually known in the boardroom. It might also have been Huey Lewis and the News from 1986. I always get them mixed up. Today's video is brought to you by the mighty Bluetti AC200 Max. It is a beast. You can use it to power your life when the grid goes down. If you need to build something off the grid, the AC200 Max will keep most tools just humming along and all of the batteries charged up as well. Plus, it's got a heap of USB outlets, including high-powered USB-C for laptops, as well as 12 volts DC and two inductive charge pads on top. 
You can feed it solar from a panel to keep it topped up out in the boonies and charging it up using the mains is a breeze as well. You get 2200 watts of pure sine wave, 240 volts AC electricity, which will surge up to 4800 watts briefly for appliances that really kick in. It's got the super stable lithium iron phosphate battery chemistry that's good for roughly 10 years of daily recharging to 80% capacity. You get just over two kilowatt hours of battery storage capacity, but you can add up to two B230 expansion battery modules if you need more, and that's going to essentially double or triple the storage capacity for one or two modules respectively. This is a heavy duty unit but it just works out of the box. You can have it on standby at home, you can put it in the ute for work, or in the 4x4 for camping. And it's gonna fit in the boat and the caravan as well. I've been using mine for well over a year now. It's ticking over right now, in fact, keeping Satan's distinctive inverted three-prong logo illuminated for your viewing pleasure. So, the AC200 Max is 900 bucks off right now and you can get a further three percent discount using the link below in the description and the code AEJC3 on checkout. I've used the AC200 Max for fat cave woodwork and metalwork extravaganzas and I'll link to those reports below as well. That complex expensive cobbled together dual battery setup you were gonna build might be time to rethink that. The AC200 Max just works right out of the box and it'll keep the lights on and the fridge humming along at home silently during a power failure. Links and code in the description below. No personal lubricant whatsoever has been spared in the preparation of official Hyundai... Uh, let's call it... Uh, information on this one. According to the old Confucian adage... When you have fuck all to say, crank up the buzzword generator, dude. Only don't get caught cranking it quite this enthusiastically in a public place. The all-new large SUV's exterior and interior display a radical transformation made possible by a lifestyle-based design typology that maximizes rear cargo capacity except for the slopey roof line, which really limits what you might otherwise jam in there when you're trying to get a decent night's sleep in the Bunnings car park. I'm pretty sure they did not actually say that about the roofline. Not at all. That doesn't sound like yuppo at all. Probably just one of the interns here hoping against hope that she'll one day be paid for adding value or rebelling again at being required to work in lingerie. It's called a uniform. points, however, for using the word typology in a press release with a straight face. <laughs> that must have been quite difficult. One step closer to peak wank right there. It's like fusion power, isn't it, peak wank? Near, but paradoxically far. 
So this is allegedly a radical transformation made possible by categorising the design into the space-maximising lifestyle domain. Dude, that's amazing. Like, nobody's ever done that before with an SUV. This time around, we aimed at lifestyle and we tried to maximise space. Really, how fucking original. There is, of course, even more attempt to peak. The new concept connects city and nature in a seamless way, offering expansion of experiences in the everyday life. Just going out on a limb on that one, I am calling emphatic epic bullshit on that claim. Like, dude, you could count on one hand the number of senior Hyundai self-abusers involved in this Santa Frover project who've connected with nature ever, like outside a barnyard. Look at the images they've produced to symbolise this alleged connection. The mind boggles. This is actually how a person who's never even looked out the window while flying between cities imagines camping. Hyundai's bold new Santa Frover is also depicted here on an epic field of photoshopped gravel featuring no used condoms or empty beer cans in the background, which is exactly how you can tell it's fake. It's fitted with the optional second story for when your estranged children finally come over to your place for the weekends. This is going to happen rather a lot when your ex hooks up with her next target of opportunity and prepares for Keyhole Surgery 2.0. She'll be going in through the wallet again soon enough, don't you worry about that. Dude, once they've been blooded. H lights harmonise Santa Fe's front and rear, creating a differentiated presence on the road. That is very clever indeed. How many design iterations did it take to make the rear look that preposterously awful? As Hyundai opened a new studio in Pyongyang, only time will tell. Still, the true genius at play here is that when you're sucking on a real dry tank, inspiration-wise, and the whole project is looking, frankly, a bit ocean gate, you have to understand that nobody within the Hyundai universe ever gets fired for hastily incorporating the letter H, front and rear, like, they love that shit. Personally, I can't wait until they release a Santa Frover N with bespoke N lighting package. They could perhaps use the backwards N from the Kia logo on the left for the sake of symmetry. That would work. You're welcome, Yuppo. That suggestion's my shout, dude. All new Santa Franger to make world premiere in August via Hyundai's YouTube channel. This does not exactly scream big budget, at least not to me. They're probably just saving some coin for the inevitable IP tantrum with Tata over in Mumbai. I can certainly understand how those Tata dudes must feel, like they actually paid Ford real money for the Range Rover IP. Who knew it was actually just a free download? Inside the new Santa Franger, there's a couple of curvy tablets staring straight back at you. Dual inductive charge pads also, his and hers. 
course. That's only until he unveils new rangy as your sole domicile in between wives. I don't think the fairy lights there are standard. That all looks a bit too Bunnings to me to be factory. I'd be quite careful about closing the hatch, therefore, but check out how far the curvy tablet dash extends laterally. Oh my God, said the actress so apocryphally. It's so big. And the floor seems pretty damn flat too, at least when configured in homeless dude mode, so that could come in quite handy. The new Santa Frover is capable of epic Photoshop sand driving also, apparently. So that's nice. You'll be able to thrill your homeless male colleagues with shots of your weekend epic non-adventures. That's okay, dude. You can't afford a detailer anyway, not in your situation. Design inspiration for the rear came from, uh, well, this piece of closed cell foam. Not just any piece of closed cell foam either. This specific one. And <coughs> I think you'd agree, it is somewhat gorgeous. The Santa Frover's rear lights are exquisitely misaligned with those at the front, ingeniously maximising the available real estate for the Santa Fe nameplate, seen here from the International Fucking Space Station. That ridiculously oversized nameplate will, of course, be the cornerstone of the it's absolutely not a Range Rover ripoff legal defence in the upcoming court case. Perhaps they could run that concurrently with Kia's hopefully upcoming battle with George Lucas. I'm looking forward to that one too. And just for the record, they absolutely did not simply rip the Seltos name from Star Wars. Not a chance. Didn't happen. Complete fallacy. Seltos was Hercules' illegitimate child from Greek mythology. That's according to them, even though Hercules was fucking Roman and that's a completely different fucking country like Western Australia or something. And there's only 1,000 years in between the two competing mythologies, but hey, apart from that, nice bullshit story there. It's on Kia's website today, that's the claim. Check it out for yourself. I actually think Hyundai's new Santa Franga looks kind of okay from the front, but it is something of a poster boy for IP infringement from the side and should have gone to Specsavers when viewed from the rear. If the new Santa Fender were to ask me one day, without warning, honey, does this styling make my ass look fat? In the spirit of transparency and honesty, I would take one careful step back beyond the range of a left hook and retort, no, I think you've probably been overdoing it on the fucking broccoli again, honey bunny. It's also... A great pity Yuppo seemingly blew the design budget before getting to the wheel arches. But I think you'd agree it was rather nice of Kia to give him the appallingly angular fender flares from Little Sister's most irrelevant lardy-assed EV to date, the upcoming EV9. No word yet on powertrains. But Hyundai did poop out a hybrid into current Santa Fe, somewhat late in play, so that's probably a test bed for the forthcoming Santa Fender's Enviro Lip Service Credench ILs. And they probably can't afford not to put some filthy fossil fuel engine in there either, just for completeness. Petrol, obviously, because... Mm, America! 
but perhaps a Turbo 4 and not a shitbox V6 from the 1980s for a change. Might have to put a call into Mazda regarding exactly how to do that one. And that means diesel might go under the bus with the advent of the new Santa Fender's peak wank typology. Because why would you retain Santa Fe's best powertrain when you can shoot yourself in the groin by simply boning it? Who cares about powertrains? In any case, it's irrelevant. We're not actually designing vehicles anymore, are we? Instead, we are, quote, radically transforming via lifestyle-based typology and offering expansion of experiences in the everyday life, connecting city and nature in a seamless way while creating a differentiated presence out there on the road. And amazingly, we're claiming this with a straight fucking face. Extraterrestrials in orbit are listening and they are declining to make contact. Coincidence? Who wouldn't want to live in a vehicle promising all that? The differentiated presence, the expansion of experiences in the everyday life, batching it in the corner of the Bunnings car park. I know I would. Let me know in the comments, dude. Is Hyundai's bold new Santa Defenestrator a hit or a miss? No need to hold back. It's not like you can defame a car. Let me know what you really think down there.